Praise God. Amen. Well, Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Thank you, Lord, that you give us mercy and we can find grace to help us in our time of need. And we do need you now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to forgive our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you, Lord, that your righteousness prevails in our lives to direct our lives and appoint to our lives certain things that you desire for us to have. Uh, the prayers and effectual prayers of the righteous avail a whole lot. Amen. And we thank you for that, Lord, and we bless you and we praise you for it. Thank you, Lord, for Brother Lee, and we thank you for healing him, that he is 100% healed from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. We thank you, Lord. Help him to receive his healing right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for anybody else that fears symptoms. We curse symptoms at the root and the fear it brings with it. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that we are healed by your stripes. That won't change. It's never changed. It's been true from the foundation of the earth. And we thank you, Lord, that nothing changes. Nothing separates us from your love. Not one thing separates us from your love. And we thank you, Jesus, for bestowing it freely upon us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Amen. 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 So we're going to continue talking about that same powerful confession of faith. Amen. Amen. And, and uh, you know, I'm as guilty as the next person of thinking about my confession is just me and routine. And when is it going to bring something into my life? And, you know, when can I stop confessing a word and go do something else stupid? You know what I'm saying? We just tend to get mired down in our own uh, souls, sometimes our own sense of doubt, our own sense of um, unworthiness, whatever we may be experiencing mentally and emotionally at the time, sometimes we tend to mire ourselves down in that. And uh, we have to remember that we are righteous people. Amen. We have been declared righteous by the power, a power much greater than what we are. So how can we comprehend it? And how can we argue with it? You just have to kind of go along with it. Amen. Let it work for you. Accept God at face value. Accept him at his word. And then set about putting that word in motion in your life. Amen. Putting it to work for you so that you can avail yourself of the covenant and the blessings of the covenant. Amen. Everything that God does uh, is for our good. Amen. He's not trying to prove anything to anybody. He's not trying to keep us from doing anything or keep anything from us. He is trying to bless us. He's attempting to get blessings into our lives and into our hands. And I think if we keep that in mind at all times, his goodness toward us, his intention toward us being good all the time, there is never a time in the day where his thoughts toward us are anything sometimes like we think about ourselves. And so it's best if we can start adopting his view of us, his understanding of who we are, his his ability to help and to change and to prosper, to heal, to encourage, to strengthen, to do all of the things that need to be done for us. His intention is to do that continually, never, ever a break 
in that cycle of of getting blessings into our hands and and one of the main ways he does that is through our prayers or through our confession of faith in him amen and so we talked about that's the same the powerful confession of faith is what brought us into the kingdom amen we all got born again by the words of our mouth what we confessed and what we believed in our hearts that's what caused that dramatic change in us that eternal change in us is what we said out of our mouths caused that to happen and i think if we could be aware of how powerful and how important that is to keep it as a principle throughout our lifetimes we'll be able to live at a level that that probably we never thought we could live uh, to receive a degree of contentment blessing blessedness just that place of peace at all times with everything that's going on in your life and in the world you can have total perfect peace about everything i mean nothing left out you know sometimes the devil will come and and try to rattle your cage you know what about this and what you gonna do about that no devil hide and watch and see what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna do nothing but stand on what i've already declared that god says about me and you can go hide somewhere because you're gonna get shook up you're gonna get uh, uh earthquake in your brain you're gonna get triple brain dead if you're waiting on me to go down to defeat or you're waiting on me to be discouraged or you're waiting on me to stop, you're waiting on me to quit, you're going to be sorely disappointed, my friend, because I am going on in God. I am going to be strengthened by the word of my own mouth. Amen. And I'm not going to be defeated by anything that you try and throw against me. I guarantee I won't be defeated by it. And once you get done telling the devil who he is and what he can do and and all of that, just read him the riot act one good time and remind him on a regular, no, devil, I'm not going under, I'm going over. And you're going to watch me go over. Amen? You're going to watch me because, you know, I am convinced that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm going to see that. And, and begin to declare out of your own mouth the things that God has declared about you, the things that he has prepared for you, the things that you desire to see. And Mark 11:22 uh, uh, gives us the pattern, starting in verse 22, gives us a pattern that God uh, set forth for us uh, in his word to follow for the things that we desire. We talked about Romans 10, 9, and 10 yesterday. And that we always call that the Roman road to salvation, that you can use that scripture pattern with anybody, lead them into God's kingdom where their confession will be accepted and God will do that transforming work in their lives. Just think one confession caused the Holy Spirit to move into your life totally. He heard it. He received it and accepted it, and he moved all that nonsense out of your life and moved himself in to live with you forever. Amen? The biggest change that's ever happened to anybody's life. He accepted you based on your own word. Amen? And, yeah, you've been messed up, caught up, cut up, toe up from the flow up, and all kind of mayhem, shenanigans, skullduggery. And mischief ever since, but he still ain't moved out. 
Amen. You had all kind of so-called friends in the kingdom, out of the kingdom, everywhere. And everywhere. You my bestie. You my BFF. Remember that was when that was popular? Yeah. And now you don't even know where they at. They don't answer no posts. They don't answer no phone calls. They don't answer no text messages. And the Holy Ghost is still riding with you. Amen. He your ride or die. Amen. Never thought about moving out. Huh? As neglectful as we are sometimes. Get mad at God about a little bit of nothing. Huh? We done all swore off God's people about 15 times. You know, I'm going to quit and do what? Huh? Holy Ghost is still hanging on to you whether you hanging on to him or not. Amen? <laughs> he said, I'd never leave you or forsake you. You get as crazy as you want to around here. Huh? Making all these vows you ain't going to keep. Huh? The minute God don't show up, you do a little witness, wit, uh, worship, and the minute it seems a little dry in your room, you about to ball in it. Well, God, where'd you go? I didn't mean I took that much money. Huh? Right back again. Amen. But see, all that happened because of the words of your mouth. And once we we walk into that kingdom experience, we need to build on that because that's a revelation, that's an understanding, that's an empowerment, that's a structure that God wants to use in our lives to build everything that comes into our lives. I mean everything. He doesn't want anything left out of what we're doing and what we're expecting, he wants that to happen for us on a continual basis. So we're to live out of every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But how do we live? We live by letting that word proceed from our mouths as well. And so when we understand the power that resides in us, that power that brought the kingdom to reside on the inside of you, will continue to strengthen that kingdom, continue to bring new kingdom experiences to you, new kingdom things into your life. So Mark 11.22 says, number one, have faith in God. Not faith in you, faith in your faith, faith in your confession, faith in whatever you think you're putting your faith in, but have faith in God. The way you show your faith in God is to take his word and say to whatever it is that's not right in your life to be removed and be get out of my life. You don't have any business being here. You are gone today. You're gone forevermore. You are not allowed back into my life in the name of Jesus and mean it. That's how you got saved. You kicked the devil out of your life when you barely knew who he was and who God was. And you meant it. We do the same thing. We can do the same thing with everything that's not according to God's word in our lives. I mean everything. You talk to it. You command it away. You invite God in in a greater way. You open yourself up to more knowledge, understanding, and revelation of God. So that you can, you can keep that enemy away from you. And live a kingdom life. 
you're supposed to live a life of righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit you're not supposed to be harassed by the devil and told you ain't gonna get this and you ain't worth that and who you think you are you done treated me wrong for the last time i ain't never coming home i ain't never be yeah i'm have to put up with that you got eternity resting on the inside of you and the reason the devil does that to you is to keep you from expressing the eternity that's inside of you people put up with all kind of nonsense and foolishness skullduggery (laughs) shenanigans uh-huh People come out of the blue, ain't living right, and want to tell you what you're supposed to do with your life. Huh? (laughs) Everybody wants to identify everybody all of a sudden. Like you know who I am. I want to say, honey, you have no clue who I am. Because I'm still finding out every day. Huh? I do know this much. I don't have no holler. You don't have no holler for me. We have nothing in common. You want to sit up and accuse people or not, we don't have not a thing in common. Don't take the accusation of the devil. He's a liar from the beginning, never told the truth. So he says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. If it's something that's standing in the way of you and what God's promised you, or you and your happiness, you and your contentment, you and in family harmony, you and your prosperity, you speak to it. Same way you spoke to the devil to get him out of your heart and out of your mind when you first got saved, you speak to every single thing that comes against you. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, the devil try to perpetrate on stuff like it's, oh, you can, oh, you, you think you can just talk to a cigarette and it don't, you don't smoke it no more? Watch me, devil. Watch me. Well, see, there you go smoking. Watch me, devil. Keep watching. Keep watching. Don't be intimidated by your weak flesh. You understand what I'm saying? Your flesh ain't but so tough compared to, listen, your flesh didn't stop you from getting saved, did it? It's not going to stop you from conquering anything else that, oh, you, 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 you sitting up there with them church people praying in tongues and you still smoking nicotine. Yeah, watch me, devil. Just keep watching. Huh? Just keep watching. Because one day your confession is going to catch up with that cigarette. And it's going to kill that taste forever, and you never pick it up again. Keep confessing. I was speaking with somebody, this was years ago in the ministry, and they felt all condemned. And, you know, they come in for prayer and smelt like nicotine. And, you know, they were, I don't know how to get, I just don't know what to do. I can't get, I said, this is what you do. You go light your cigarette. Say, cigarette, this is the last one of you I'm going to smoke in Jesus' name. And then put it out. I said, and get the next one. (sighs) Cigarette, this is the last one of you I'm going to smoke in Jesus' name. 
and take the next one. Cigarette, this is the last one of you that I'm going to smoke in the name of Jesus. How long? Forever. But it's not going to take long because pretty soon your confession is going to catch up with that nicotine taste. And your confession is going to let nicotine know you're serious about killing him. The devil wants you to change your confession. I can't do it. I don't know why it's taking me so long. Keep doing it. You might learn something. You keep doing something, you'll learn something. You'll learn how powerful God's word is over what you are doing right then in that moment to stop it. You need to learn how to confront the devil. Where he lives. Right in your taste buds. Right in your habits. Amen. Just confront him right where he is. Stand toe to toe with him to his face and tell him what he's not going to do to you. So he says here, have faith in God. One translation says, have the faith of God. This is God's faith. This is how it talks. The same way it talks in Romans uh, chapter 9. What does it say? The word of God speaks like this. It says, it don't say who's going to go up and get God to bring him down, who's going to go down and bring him up. The word is near you in your mouth and your heart. So it's not somewhere where you can't find it. It's very, very evident. It's very real. It's very present with us. That if you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart according to God's word, you'll have what you say. It's basically. So when you got saved, you said, I can have heaven come and live down inside of me. When you renounce Satan, that's really what you were asking for. You are asking for that witness from heaven to come and reside on the inside of you and live with you forever. To never leave you, never forsake you. You've got problems. What's your problem today? Tell God about it and begin to declare what his word says. And then at some point, that answer is going to show up for you if you don't doubt in your heart what you're saying. Now, this is so simple, it's beyond crazy that we don't take advantage of it more regularly. But the enemy is always arrayed against us with something that goes contrary to the word and contrary to what we thought we were expecting from the word. To stifle our confession, to steal our faith. To make us think it's not worth it. To, oh, I'm going to start that confession stuff. It takes forever for God to move and do, do certain things. I can't be confessing the word all like that. Well, what else are you going to do? Huh? What's in your heart? The biggest issue about this really is the heart condition. It's not so much your words. It's what you expect, what you believe what you are, are contending for, what you believe God wants for you, that's the whole issue. Are you willing to change your mind about who you are, what you expect, what you think you're supposed to have, and start believing what God really says about you, what he really wants you to do, what he really expects from you, what he'll really do for you? 
Are you willing to make that change and then speak from your mouth according to those things? So, yeah, this is going to be a, 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 a deep dive for some of us. Sometimes you've got symptoms that are overwhelming. You think you've been fighting it and it gets worse and worse. You wind up having to turn yourself in at the ER. Worst place in the world for a saint of God to be. I tell you right now, I don't like them either. But if it, if that's where it led you, that's where it's got to lead you. You understand what I'm saying? Then you expect for God to lead you out. But you got to stay and submit yourself to, to natural means to get things done until you can do better. And so once you get in that, that bind or that situation, you can't fear, you can't give away the ghost. The devil wants you to separate your, wants to separate you from God over a pill. It ain't working because I still got to take a pill. Well, I can't let the saints know. You go in the drive through at the pharmacy and get you a little prescription and put the car in reverse and bump into somebody so nervous about what the saints is doing. Saints probably picking up theirs too. Huh? Or some liniment or something. Huh? We all but limping around here with what the devil is throwing around. So then you got condemnation to fight on top of your confession. That sounds real raggedy to you sometimes. I don't know if this is really doing any good. I don't even halfway believe this myself. It's the truth. You know, we always we all start out. The Bible says that John the Baptist was a voice of one crying in the wilderness. This is how the kingdom gets started. How did he start? He started with a message, faith in that message in his mouth. And God said, open up your mouth and declare what I tell you to declare. So he was the only one preaching that message, a voice crying out in the wilderness, out in the middle of nowhere, where almost nobody could hear him. But it changed the world. It revolutionized the world. Why? Because he had the word of God in his mouth. It's not your word. It's God's word. Have faith in God. If he tells you to declare something, you declare it. You don't care who listens. You don't care who believes it. You don't care if people receive it or not. It's God's word. That makes it precious. That means it will come to pass. Care how long it takes? What do you care? This word has been passed on for centuries. The word of faith that we preach. This is the faith of Abraham. We're his heirs. We have the ability to do what he did and more. I don't know about having babies when I'm old. Just just get your rent paid. Nobody asking you to do all that. Start where you are. Where your little corner, your little invoices that you get in your mailbox. You start right there. That's where heaven is going to come down for you. Need all this other stuff. Hey, you know, some people go out on a limb. I'm going to get out on the longest limb I can get out with God. 
as long as he's out there with me, I'm going to get on the longest limb I can find. Huh? Come and shake it if you want to, but I'm going to stay out there with him declaring what he tells me to declare. God's people are healed. I don't know about all these crazy people running around here scared of this and scared. Ah, we can't send the kids to school and we can't do this and we can't do You stay in your bag of fear if you want to. Let the devil keep you locked up. Keep the kingdom locked up. Scared to speak. Scared to say anything. Scared to tell people they're crazy. Talk about casting away your confidence. Man. It's all been exposed. (laughs) If John the Baptist could see us, he said, man, y'all better get up out of there. Hiding from the devil, hoping he don't. Oh, I hope it don't get no worse. What difference is it going to make? You're either healed or you're not. When you declare that, it will shock you how many other people hear it. God can take your words released out of your mouth into the realm of the spirit and actually help some people who are teetering on the brink of cashing it all in. And Father, we bind suicide in the name of Jesus, because that's the next that's the next tool the enemy is using against people, fearful people. Father, give them power, love, and a sound mind. Give them a sound mind. Give them a sound mind. Not a capricious mind, but a sound mind in Jesus' name. Show them that there is a difference. There is a difference in you. A sound mind says God has not changed. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He 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 hasn't changed one little bit. And he's not releasing all this on the earth because we so bad. We stay bad. The people that's declaring how bad we are is as the worst of the bunch. Because those are the religious nuts that think they know everything. If they speak more truth and pray more, we'd have better results. We don't need people going around doomsaying and gloomsaying, telling us, oh, we deserve to be judged now because we ain't been doing right. You either. If I go down, you going down too. Then come poop. You better find out how to cancel some of this stuff, how to petition for mercy. How to get another day alive. If you get that, why sit we here until we die? We ain't dying right here. Huh? I decided I'm going to live just to upset the devil. Huh? Craziness. You preach a word that changes based on what some invisible Ain't even don't ain't can't even live on his own. Need something else to live off of. Just don't give it nothing to live off of. Not here, not here, not here, not here, not anywhere. 
You don't live in me in Jesus' name. Make the virus allergic to you. Make him go to scratching and acting funny and running from you. I mean, fear will have you going around looking for symptoms. The devil will make sure you find them. So have faith in God. Jesus spoke to that fig tree, and it withered and died overnight. The disciples were amazed because it happened so quickly. Jesus said, I didn't really determine when it was going to happen. I put my faith in God. In other words, you don't know when something's going to happen. You put your faith in God. See, when it's in God, it's in him 100%. It's not in God if it happens real quick. And if it don't happen real quick, I take it and put it someplace else. You don't call time on anything in God's kingdom. You put your total confidence in him and just set about being obedient to his word. He says, whosoever shall say to this infection, be removed and be cast into the sea, or this germ, be removed, be killed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. See, if you put your confidence in God, your heart won't doubt anything. Because you're all in, in God. Amen? You don't have any little chips that you save to bet against him later. All in. All your faith in him. All your trust in him. All your confidence in him. All your love in him. Amen. You're not holding anything back. Well, see, I I believe God, but see, it's going to have to happen by so-and-so and such-and-such. Or God told me. No, he ain't told you no lie like that. Nosy as you are, he's the last person he confide something in. As far as time is concerned, be the first one to get on Facebook and want to start prophesying. He says here, if you can say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into sea, it's all about what God tells you is going to happen. What God's word. Put your faith in God's word. He said if you say it just like God says it, it'll happen just like God said it. So take yourself out of it. You're just believing and repeating what you believe. You're not trying to prove nothing to nobody about how much faith you got or how God, oh, he answers my prayers. No, he answers his word. He don't know that's you down there praying, which is a good thing. He's responding to his own voice. Whosoever shall say, be removed, cast into the sea, and shall not dart in his heart, but shall believe 
that those things that he just said are going to happen, they'll happen. We got a lot of happenings we're waiting on, but we have long since lost confidence that God will do them. So we set about trying to get them done ourselves. Then we wonder why every door is closed. Huh? Trying to get in somewhere and the door is locked. But this door over here is open. It really don't look like what I want. Go through it. He's trying to get you to trust him. Well, okay. I hold my nose and go through this door. Hmm? God will make you stay in there. He said have faith in him. He didn't say have faith in what you want. And if you don't get what you want, then you stop believing. Have faith in God. He knows what you want. Trust me. He knows what you want 15 times a day. But you have to believe that what you say out of your mouth will happen. This is why we don't say much sometimes. Uh, when was the last time you confessed for your for whatever it is? When was the last time you thanked God for it? When's the last time you reminded God that you're still when 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 when? No, we're just oh yeah. Well, you know I know He's gonna take care of that. Oh no, you don't. No, I don't doubt now. No, I no, I ain't doubting now. Don't don't think I'm doubting. I, just cause I don't say nothing don't mean I'm doubting. Really? God says put him in remembrance of His covenant. Well, see, you you just supposed to pray one time. If you pray again, it's unbelief. You liar. He said, put him in remembrance. Mm-mm. Well, I don't believe in asking and asking and that. I do. I believe in whatever it is that's going to get it here. Because, see, you don't know how God is feeling today, and I don't either. You don't know what's going to move him, and I don't either. Huh? you serious about something now if you're casual about it you know it's something you can take or leave you know whatever but he wants to give you the desires of your heart see that happens when you feed on his word when you become his friend when you realize that he is the best friend you will ever have and you can trust him with everything see it's about developing a relationship with him The reason we think we're stuck with things we don't like in our lives is because we really haven't made the author of these things our best friend. See? He wants you to have the good things of life. But see, you don't know. You you don't know. Now, Pastor Barb, now, that's true in some things. Here we go with the idiot philosopher. But see, God don't give you nothing if you're going to mess it up. He gave you life. He gave you everything else you got and you messed it up. 
In fact, you mess up everything you touch pretty much. And that's on a good day. He knows our down-sitting and our uprising. Some of us can't even get up without cutting up. Huh? Terrorizing everybody around you. They don't know what kind of mood you'll come in next. Is sitting on the edge of the chair. Well, go sleep on the couch again. Seriously. But he still says, have faith in me. And you can have what you say. I don't care what you've been saying. Change what you say from this day forward. Put up little, you know, stickers. Remind yourself to tell God you love him. Remind yourself to tell God thank you for bringing me that. God, I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's coming because I know I have confidence in you. You promised it to me. And so I've received it by faith already. I'm just thanking you for it to remind myself and remind you that I'm still thankful for you bringing this into my life, completing my life, blessing my life. Whatever it is that we desire, when we pray, believe we receive it at the time you pray. And then start thanking him. Start saying it more often. God, I see my my vehicle sitting up in my garage in Jesus' name. I see it there, Father. I see it. You know, people say, well, you don't have to do all of that to get a car. I don't know what world you live in. You try doing that as a habit, just running around signing on the dotted line for everything, and you don't put your request before God and see where you wind up. You wind up on the same scrap heap with all these other crazy people out here. Well, I bought a lemon and uh, (laughs) people people quit asking me about stuff like that because I think I'm totally crazy. And I am in their little world. Huh? Oh, God, I want to I want a car. Car blew out. I mean, it blew out. But, you know, there was still life in that engine. I sold that car to CC sold it for, you know, Groucho Marx, my nephew. <laughs> I said, Tone, just, you know, sell it. We'll split the profits, whatever. I don't care. Let's get rid of it. And that CC talked the car up so good, it started running again. The engine turned over. And the guy that bought it was so happy, he shined it up, sent us pictures back and And I sent somebody to tow it when it quit on me, and, and he guy says, yeah, I did everything that it's locked. It won't, you know, even turn, you know, pronounce the DOA at the, so I had it brought back to my house. And from then, Mr. Confession got on it and sold it, and pretty soon it's run again for somebody else. So I was telling the Lord, I said, oh, man, here I am stuck. I'm in a place I didn't want to be. Now I got to get something. And I told the Lord how much I wanted to pay for it and was shocked when it showed up, be honest with you. The little guy that bought it for me was so happy he found it. 
And if somebody said, aren't you scared? See, when people say that to me, I'm done. I'll bite your face off. Listen, I was stuck in my house for five years because of fear. And what got me out was not making it my friend anymore. It is my sworn enemy. So don't ask me if I'm scared or nothing. If they pull my toenails out, I won't say I am. Huh? <laughs> oh, anyway, aren't you scared you'll get a lemon? A lemon? I asked for a car. See, why should I be afraid of something I didn't ask for? No, and the God I serve don't send lemons. He sends cars. When you want a car, he give you a car. At the price you want to pay for it. You know how old that is? You know what I'd have to pay for a new one? Uh-huh. And see, the minute you drive it one day, it's old already anyway. So the same confession that got it in there is the same confession you keep after you get it. See, this will teach you something about changing your confession. You ever get slap happy because God gave you something? You want to go run off and tell everybody how wonderful it is? You should see the, you should see the drug dealers moving out of my way. <laughs> in my 15 I don't even know what that is <laughs> whatever or 20s yeah I got my 20s yeah pushing my 20s listen I go to grocery store put my little mask on run in get my stuff run out come back and park that car right where it came from you understand me I'm not running telling nobody I got nothing Play my worship music in there. Don't cuss nobody. Don't say nothing wrong. Don't do nothing. Just bless it the whole time. This this automobile is my servant forever. Amen. We bless it. We wash it. We keep it clean. We put oil in it. and You understand? You take care of it. But it's not elevated me in the eyes of anybody. You understand me? I care less. I just like them kind of cars. Be honest with you, I was scared of it when it first drove. I <laughs> said, where is he taking that? If I hadn't seen it in a vision come in my garage, I'd have swore that wasn't my vehicle. Huh? You know, I get stopped by the police because the windows are tinted. <laughs> police pick, pull me over. Excuse me, Nola, pulled me over and he looked at me and I looked at him I said now I ain't hardly what you expected in this car am I? <laughs> no ma'am can I have you over here take my license I said just tell me how much the ticket is I'll send the money in well ma'am if you want to no I'm not contesting well see you if I can't see in here then it's too dark I said come and look around the, in the windshield 
I don't push dope. I pray for the sick. I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I see you a minister on your license. You see how old I am too, don't you? Yes, ma'am. You know, the devil likes to profile people if he can. Uh Uh-huh. Just put them down for salvation. (laughs) Know what I'm saying? That's why you ran into me today, so you can know the God that I serve. Amen. Your confession of faith is very important because your faith possesses what it speaks. Your faith possesses what it speaks. When your faith is in God, you're believing God is going to bring that word to pass. It's not how much you confess, how often you confess. But saying it does keep you convinced that it's going to happen. So your confession is your best friend that God still has your name written down on that thing. Sometimes you got to fight yourself. You hear what I say? Yourself. That self-spirit. Your your voice will be like that wilderness thing. Crying out, nobody, you don't even know if your confession was heard. Where it went. Sometimes the fact that you desire something can can set up its own battle. You ever battle shame at your own confession? The devil wants to make you ashamed that you want something. Got me? See, not all want is lack. Desire can be something that will enhance your already beautiful life. Huh? But if you feel like a pauper, And out of sorts, when you start asking, then don't tell me you don't. This is a universal devil that attacks anybody who will stand there and declare God's word like it's true and expect it to happen in their life. Expect it to come rolling up in your garage. Expect it to come rolling up in your life with everything that you you want it to be and then some. The devil hates that. So he'll try to make you ashamed of it. That's why the Bible says they that hope in you will not be ashamed. Amen. Isaiah 49, that was a promise to Israel while they were still in sin. The promise of restoration comes to all sinners. 49.23 And the king shall be thy nursing fathers and the queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust of your feet. And shall know, and you shall know that I am the Lord for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Why do you think the devil tries to talk you out? Why do you think he ridicules people so much for speaking the word and believing the word? He wants you to take the word back. He wants you to put shame on, look at you. You 
but you really think god is gonna do that for you nope i know he's gonna do it in fact he's done it already i got it already in here by faith huh i'm just taking care of it i'm just custodianing it till it really happens not time for it to happen in my life yet quit trying to rush me on everything devil see the more you can say that to him and more you're willing to wait and trust god and believe god schmooze with god i'm so thankful i finally found out what god what the waiting on god is all about that's the best time of your life oh so Listen, I ain't going over to why it's too hot for me to be walking across the street. So y'all better buck up and listen. Huh? Seriously. <laughs> That's the best time of your life. Nobody but you and him. See, this is the thing. Christians are not romantic enough for our God. He likes romancing us. Shooby dooby doo. Do do See, we don't even like shooby doo. Huh? <laughs> the best part of the wait is who waits with you. You ain't waiting by yourself. You don't wait in a vacuum. Sitting up in an empty room with nothing in there but you and trying to fast and trying to pray and trying to act like you enjoying life and trying to be holy? Forget it. God has so many things he wants to tell us to reassure us. While you're waiting, you eat the fruit of the Spirit. You mean Jesus will peel you a grape? Yeah, and feed it to you. Manna from heaven. While you're waiting, he'll tell you sweet little things in your ear. I know, you're too old for that. You don't need all that. I don't I don't need to be babied now. Yes, you do. Huh? You need to be babied, coddled, diapered. You need every kind of care there is to give somebody. Listen, the Lord knows what we're up against down here. The devil is too mean, too angry, too vicious, and too willing to cut your head off if he can. Huh? And hand it to you. So if you think you don't need love and you don't need attention, I got news for you. We offer that to one another and can't really help each other too much. And we know it. But while you're, quote unquote, counting the days that you've been confessing and wondering how long it's going to take, Jesus has prepared a banquet for you. Just you and him. Nobody else. Well, what about my husband? He don't do everything right. He ain't invited. You invited. You're going to keep whining and complaining. You're going to sit down and eat. 
partake of angel food. The glorious things of God. He can open it up to you, the revelation of what you're confessing for. you just confessing some letters on a page. And he'll start to open up the revelation to you of what your life is really going to be like once he brings that into your life. He helps you to stay in faith for the things that you confess that you think you know you're asking for. I'm going to say it again. He helps you to stay in faith while you're confessing the things that you think you know you're asking for. He wants to blow your cotton-picking mind. See, the dunamis of God is on your faith. When faith, your confession of faith in that word meets God's word, then an explosion takes place in your life. That's what he wants to do. He wants to explode your life. We sitting up barely with the door open and cracking the door. I believe I receive. Huh? He wants to take you beyond your feeble confession. I mean, keep it up now because it's working on you. But in the meantime, God gives you visitation of him. I remember years ago when I was still at home depressed, believing God to heal my mind. And I remember Jesus showed me a vision of him and me walking on the beach. I think I've told this before. And he kept, we were like brothers and sisters. You know, that God did so much with that one vision, healed me. I had always felt a hurt in my heart because our my mother's first baby was a boy and he was stillborn. And there was some thought that because he was taken to a segregated hospital, she didn't get the care she needed. And I just always felt hurt and robbed. Whenever I get in a fight with somebody at school, I cry because I didn't have a big brother to call. I had to call Aunt Dewey's because she was worse than 15 big brothers. I have to say. God totally made up for it. Uh, (laughs) I've never seen anybody carry a gun to the justice center and put it in a plant. Put it in a plant and picked it up when she came back out again. (laughs) I love my dear sister. Oh. But in that vision, I saw my big brother. Jesus came as a, a big brother. And he would lean over and whisper things to me. And I said, no. He said, yep. He said, you're going to do that to the devil. And we laugh and walk. So I said, tell me some more. And he walk and tell me some more stuff. He said, "You gonna? This is what you?" Said, yeah. I said, "Really? Yeah. We're gonna have fun." And that was what gave me life. So don't tell me you can't stay alive wanting to get rid of the devil. You understand what I'm saying? Just getting vengeance on him won't keep you alive. 
Because it's kept me alive and it still keeps me alive. Because as long as I see him cutting up, messing up, deceiving people, lying to people, robbing people, I know the vision is still working. I still got work to do. So as long as the devil is alive, I got work to do. And it's a joy for me to put him under. That's why I don't get mincy about and scared about this. And Can we do this? Yeah, we can do it. Ain't you? No, I'm not scared. I'm not here on my own steam anyway. <laughs> I'm dead 15 times over. Can't kill a dead person. Could care less. Well, suppose, suppose what? So when your hope is in God, you'll never be ashamed. I'll never be ashamed of praying against the devil, fighting the devil. People say, well, what about this? That ain't stopped yet. Yeah, and the devil's still kicking around. He got you in my face. Get the outside, Satan. Yeah, I know he's still cutting up because he sent you here. Any challenge to your confession is from the devil. You know that, don't you? Nobody knows what God put on your heart but you. And sometimes we don't even know what's in our heart. You get to reading the word and crying and enjoying yourself and having a good time. Pretty soon you start running your mouth and telling God you're going to do this, that, and the other. He writes it down. Ever been there? Huh? I'm in love. Yes, I am. Show sure enough in love. <laughs> Woo! Drunk in the spirit. Yes, I am. Huh? You've been delirious before. Pray in tongues for a half. You have a clue what you promised. And next thing you know, you're out working for God. You don't even know how it happened. Huh? Faith possesses what it speaks. There's no possessing without the speaking of it. You want to get rid of symptoms in a hurry. Just start speaking your healing. Now, see, many of us have experiences. The problem is... We want to repeat performance the same way every time. Like I can remember, you know, hurting my foot or something, and it felt like, oh, man, did that thing break or what? And I said, Lord, I thank you. I'm healed. You confess, and that pain goes away. That swelling goes down. And you don't realize it, but you've been at it for about an hour and a half. So then you try it again on something else. And it don't move so fast. Then what do you do? Wonder. Huh? Sometimes God changes the story, the pace, the time to get the wondering out of you. 
Because that wondering didn't come out of nowhere. Huh? It's been hiding in there waiting to jump on you for something big. No. No. God never said it had to happen the same way all the time. He just said it would happen. You could have what you say if you keep saying it and don't change it. Don't modify it. What we do sometimes is we modify it to make it easier for God to do it for us, we think. Oh, I don't need that. I just get this. Well, he don't care if it's big or small. It's all the same thing. I mean, so we're not modifying it for his benefit. We're doing that for us, and we lying on God. Huh? Because anytime you change God's word, you're not doing that for his benefit. You're doing it for another reason. Well, see, I just decided I didn't want all that. No, you didn't, you liar. You still want it. If it was ever in your heart, it's still in there. Now, you try to kill it with unbelief, talking against it, putting it down. It's been so long, and it's getting longer. You ain't getting no younger, and I ain't either. Huh? Why don't we just get to getting here so we can get it in here, see what it looks like? Faith only possesses what it speaks. There are no idle or casual words in God's kingdom. They're all full of power. When it's in the faith is mixed in God's word. Your faith confession will be challenged by unbelief. Your only defense against unbelief is to continue to speak what you've been speaking. Continue to say what you've been saying. Say it loud. Say it regular. More regularly. You know, the enemy brings your attention to certain things. It's going about your business. All of a sudden, this comes to your attention. Huh? Devil, I haven't changed. My confession is the same. I don't care what, you know, new symptom. I got news for you. He never runs out of them. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to be something new every week. If he can get your attention with it. And so it'll be a new symptom all the time. The other thing you have to do too is stay relentless in your pursuit of what you, you got to be as relentless the, on day 150 as you are on day one. Yes. You got to have the same zeal. You've got to have don't ever go, you know, take a day off. The fervent prayer avails a lot. Well, I don't know about that avail much. I just want what you, uh, you ain't getting nothing. 
keep arguing with the word you won't even get that little bit you think you're compromising for (laughs) you want your prayers to avail a whole lot more than they are right now because you need it i need it the world needs it god needs it everybody needs it we need a big return on what we believe in god for you don't want no skimpy little just what the devil let me have the crumbs, eat, the dogs eat, the, you ain't no dog. Get up and sit at the table where you belong. You're supposed to be passing out food to other people. Talking about eating crumbs. Crumbs aren't ordained for the children of God. That mountain moves only if we continue to say what we believe in our hearts and not let doubt creep in and steal it away. Faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. Your head will tell you a lot of little crazy things. You say, no, devil, I'm not listening to my head. Listen, head, you can go along with the program if you want to. I'm going to get rich, feed you some word anyway. I can tell you hungry for the word. Huh? Trying to tell me what if, but, what not, uh, uh, nope, not. It may resist us, but it is only for a season, and we have to believe that. Your head will not resist you forever, because you can renew your mind so that your head believes with the word of God. In fact, that's the best harmonious situation for you to be in, where your head your heart, and your mouth agree. Then you can start envisioning what God has for you, and it helps your peace. You know, if if we kept in our hearts, you know, when you first start praying, the uh, say, the seed of the righteous prayer, and you saw your children as mighty upon the earth, conquering everything that comes against them, and then they start to falter. They start to try and trail away and all that. You can go back and refresh that image in your mind. Oh, no, he's a conqueror. He's a conqueror. I decree it. It's already established in heaven. He's a conqueror. And, Father, I ask you to stir that up in him right now in Jesus' name. Conquer the devil. Show him a vision of himself standing on top of the devil's neck for a change instead of afraid that the devil's going to get him again. Amen? Show him that. This mountain might resist us, but it's only for a season. We will prevail if we continue. It is the consistent confession of faith that causes things to manifest. Because we change our minds all the time. Keep your confession where it, it is sacred. Keep it in a sacred place. Don't be casual about anything you're believing God for. Keep it holy. Keep it sacred. Don't let the devil tamper with it. Don't compromise with the devil on what you demand out of your life, out of your family. Out of your co-workers, your job, don't compromise with what you expect. 
you know, parents let their kids off the hook too much. You know, they say I'm mean because I don't have no kids. I'm mean because I'm mean. I mean what I say. You don't let the devil have them. You don't compromise with the devil. Now, see, I've lived enough around saints to know what they do with their kids. You want them to be prayerful, but you let the prayer go as long as they can get a good job somewhere. You're pretty satisfied. Now, I've seen it. Don't tell me I'm making it up. And see, little by little, you trade off what's holy for what's profane. In your heart. God, I don't care if they die poor. They got to stay saved. You got to be all in on this holy living, all in on righteous living, all in. You got to be 100% in on it. If you ain't all in on it, something's going to slide. Huh? Got to be all in. Huh? Ooh. Ooh. You don't speak poverty on anybody. If money's holding things up, you got to get that out the way. Huh? They can have it all, but in the right order. Oh, God loves them. He'll take care of them. He ain't going to let them starve. You're going to feed them, number one. You ain't going to let them starve. You better not. You understand what I'm saying? Go let nothing bad happen to them. But they're going to learn how to come face to face with God for their needs. Just like you do. Huh? If you can pray and expect God to meet your needs and theirs too, they can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They'll find out God really is their friend. Mama, you know, all these years I've been listening to the devil lying to me about God didn't want me to have this and God didn't. I just found out God takes care of me in spite of how I've been acting. <laughs> See, that's a hallelujah day right there. That's the revelation of who God really is and the devil's been stealing it from him all this time. That's a day of rejoicing right there. See, if you don't change your confession, all of that will happen to the good for you. For your seed, for your seed seed, for everybody that you believe in God for. It'll all happen. But you got to hold up your end. You can't change your confession. You can't stop confessing the word of faith. Because when your faith is mixed with God's word, an explosion happens. Amen. An explosion of God's power permeates everything that's under that tent of, of, of uh, intercession that you're praying for. God breaks out in the whole situation, not just a little bit for you and a little bit for somebody else, but he has dynamite overflow, shrapnel falls on your late neighbors, hey, fallout happens that blesses people, that keeps people. When your hope is in God, it happens because your confession expresses it. Don't let shame rob you of your faith confession. People walk around, look at you, and wonder, wonder. Keep wondering. I'll give you something to look at in a minute. Huh? Wonder about me all you want to.
Well, I'll tell you about me. I'm going to serve the Lord regardless. I'm not going to change my confession about me, you, or anybody else. I believe you're entitled to the best things in life because you're God's people. He says that about you. Huh? And I don't mean best by your little piddly standards. I mean best by heaven's standards. Something that's going to mess your head up six ways to Sunday. Amen? Something way beyond what you can ask or think. Psalm 119, 46, I will speak of your testimonies and not be ashamed. I'm going to speak about what you're going to do in my life and the lives of all the Christians I know and the lives of the sinners we run into, and I'm not going to be ashamed of it. Because your hope is in God anyway. Whatever he does, it'll work out right. You get him involved and let him loosen these things. Don't try to control everything. Hebrews 13, 6 says, we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and you will not be ashamed to speak boldly about God. I mean, act like he's done it already. Speak with authority. Speak with power. Next chapter 4, you'll see what happens when the revelation of God comes to pass. In the book of Acts, the church was just getting started. So here you got a baby congregation, baby church, and they're simply obeying the word of God. They've already prayed, and God's opened a door now for them to obey him and what they've been praying for. The Bible says that the church prayed daily. They went from door to door, house to house, uh, worshiping, feeding on the word, constantly praying. And, and from that prayer, God sends Peter and John out, and they walk past this man that they walked by before. And this is this man's day. This is the thing about being in God's kingdom. You never know whose day it is when they, when it's their day. But if you pay attention and obey God, it's somebody's day every day. It's somebody's day every day for a miracle. It's somebody's day every day for something good to happen to them. Why? Because you're here. You're the, you're the agent of change for good. And so the man asked them for something, and, and they said, look at us. And, and he looked expecting. They didn't say, we're going to give you money. They just said, look at us. And he looked up expecting something. See, God just wants us to be in expectation. And sometimes we don't know what of. Huh? Oh, well, you know, Pastor Barb, I, I know what God's giving me. I'm, I'm in my confession all, all the time. I'm confessing. I believe I received this when I prayed and I, I expect you name it and you, you put a name on your seat. <laughs> Shut up. Cause you don't know, they don't know, this man didn't know. You understand what I'm saying? All they wanted for him to do was expect. God told him, tell them, him, look at me. And the man looked up, oh, you're going to give me some money. He said, silver and I go, have I none. But 
see it's the but. See, God will change your expectation from the wrong thing to the right thing. He just wants you to expect. I'm going to say it again. See, we so busy got our list down here and our checklist. And, well, I know God going to give me this because on June 25th, 1972, I believed I received and you playing wheelchair races in the nursing home right now, but you. He's answered that prayer so many times it'll make your head spin. Know how? You were expecting something. And he switched it up on you. You thought you was getting this, he gave you that. Because that was what you needed and not this. He just said, expect something. Huh? Oral Roberts, you say, come expecting. Then you fill in the blank. Got your expectors out. All people come in expecting. Many people got miracles because they just expected, period. You try to get too specific with it, you shut the door to something you really need. Huh? Oh, but see, Charles Cap said, don't call the dog if you want the cat. Listen, I don't do none of that stuff, but I still leave the door open for God to have more wisdom than I do in my needs. He's never failed me yet. Got to name your seed. Put in name. By the time your mind go through doing all that stuff, you're so confused. Just expect. Expect good at the hand of God. Expect when it when you before you call, He answers. Expect, anticipate that there's something laid up for you already. You ain't waiting on God to send you something. I'm waiting on my paycheck. I'm waiting for my. You ain't waiting on nothing. If it's not laid up for you already, it ain't coming from God. What you're doing, you're expecting a release. You're not expecting it to be laid up for you. It's laid up already. Think he scared our little list of demands and wants and I just got to have. Huh? Scare yourself when it comes in. Hmm? Oh, God, I just didn't expect all this. <laughs> Raggedy credit. Huh? <laughs> Jacked up records. Fill out an application and hope they don't. <laughs> Got all your negative check marks out there. Ooh, I hope they don't see. I hope they don't see that. I hope they don't see. I hope they hope, hope, hope. I had one of my credit card people call me one time and tell me, now, Mrs. Williams, we know this is incorrect. I said, say on. (laughs) Somebody has put a negative report on the, oh, take it off. Girl, that's wrong. You know that's wrong. That ain't even me. (laughs) And it wasn't me. The devil lying on me. 
She said, we're going to fix that right up. Is there anything else? She said, let me read you a few more things on here. I said, who put that on there? (laughs) Seriously? My pristine credit? No. God paid all my debts. No, He lays no sin to my charge. Past, present, or future. I sit up here at my age getting jacked up credit as much stuff as I need to do. Are you kidding me? So Mr. Cat told me one time, I was thinking about it. He said, you know, you haven't changed your income in a number of years. Oh, do tell. He said, yeah, usually by this time, I said, well, you know, I am retired. He said, oh, man, that really doesn't mean anything. You know, if you had an increase in this, an increase in that, as a matter of fact, half. Huh? Well, just add a little more to it then. Pretty soon you get a note, you you know, you get $35,000 against your name. You understand what I'm saying? What do I care? You really think I'm scared of Caesar? Are you kidding me? He going to hell just like everybody else who don't believe God. And I'm going to put him in authority over my life? Are you kidding me? So I made the $20,000 a year increase in my. I did. Oh, you can have what you say. It's on record as being upped by $20,000. I got a raise. And you can get one, too. You serve the same boss I serve. Huh? Keep the report about yourself good. Don't hurt yourself. You go nowhere sweating. Are you kidding me? For something temporal? Now, don't get yourself in no trouble. You know, some people go out and do that stuff, get in trouble. I ain't going to get in no trouble behind it. God still pays all my bills. Been paying them ever since I met him. Nothing changes. Amen. Y'all ready to confess your confess? Amen. Father, I thank you that Rona don't have me, and I don't have Rona. And Rona can't get me, and I can't get Rona. And I am healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I consider not my body. I consider not symptoms because I am healed. It is so. Yes and amen. It is so. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen.